You're listening to podcast excerpts from the Missing Clarissa audiobook by Ripley Jones, read by Inez Del Castillo, with Atlanta Amado Forsyth, Raymond J. Lee, Kimberly M. Weatherell, and Alan Winter. Episode 3 The Friends. Dawson was in Clarissa's grade at Orville High. They weren't good friends, but they were close enough that he helped her parents deal with the media circus after she disappeared. We thought he'd be able to tell us more about what Clarissa was really like. We hoped he'd even give us a clue the police had missed the first time around. Given how much the police did miss the first time around, it was totally possible that he'd tell us something important, something that could blow our whole investigation wide open. She was so beautiful and so kind. I'll keep saying that forever. I'll keep thinking about that forever. She didn't have to be kind, but she was. I wasn't popular in high school. I was kind of invisible, honestly. I felt like I was a ghost moving through the motions of a boy's life. My father wasn't around, but I knew my mother loved me. I did have a few friends. We played video games, talked about girls. Just talk, you understand. I don't think girls would have had anything to do with us. Nobody bullied me, but nobody noticed me either. So when someone like Clarissa saw me, really saw me, well, you can imagine. I don't know what else to say. After she disappeared, that was a hard time for the family and for the people who were close to her. It must have been horrific. I don't mean to compare myself to that, but it was hard for me too. I was only a junior then. To think of another whole year at school without Clarissa to lighten it, it was hard. I guess I was a bit in love with her. Can you blame me? I don't think Brad knew how lucky he was. I'm not accusing anyone of anything. I prefer to think that she's still alive. I loved all those corny teen movies, you know, where the beautiful girl realizes that the nerdy guy is the man of her dreams. It got me through a lot of high school. When she went missing, I didn't have that anymore. I used to think of what I could say to her to show her how much I cared. How well I'd treat her. I wanted to take care of her. It didn't seem like Brad deserved someone like that. All that sounds pretty silly now, but we were young. A lot of things seemed possible. I went on to have a good life, a good job. I was married for a while, but it didn't work out. Not that that has anything to do with Clarissa. I moved on from high school is all. But you never forget being young. You're too young to know that yet, but one day you'll understand what I mean. Mr. Park is our journalism teacher. He's the one who gave us this assignment. 
he didn't give us this assignment, Cam. He assigned us a semester-long project of our own choice. You're the one who wanted to make a podcast. We both wanted to make a podcast, Blair. Cam talked me into making a podcast. Neither one of us knew anything about podcasts, or true crime for that matter, or Clarissa Campbell, or recording quality. Why is everyone so obsessed with recording quality? You can understand us fine. I, right, that's very true, Cam. Anyway, like Cam was saying, Mr. Park is our journalism teacher, but he was also a reporter at the Orville Star, our local paper, before he became a teacher. In fact, he was the reporter who covered Clarissa's disappearance until he got fired for mysterious reasons while he was working on the story. The reasons weren't mysterious. He criticized the police and said they were covering up evidence, which they were. Cam, I was trying to build suspense. What? If you tell your audience everything you know at the beginning, there's no suspense. Then the audience is less invested in the story. Oh, okay. Uh, Mr. Park is our journalism teacher, but he wasn't always a journalism teacher. He used to be a reporter for the Orville Star. And while he was covering Clarissa Campbell's disappearance, he stumbled on a, uh, a nest of small town secrets so dark, they changed everything about the case. Yes, exactly. A small nest of secrets. I mean, a large nest of small town secrets. Everything changed. Was that okay? Great, Cam. That was great. Thanks. No problem. I'm going to edit this. That's a good idea. Music or something. Then Mr. Park's interview. Perfect. People often think of reporters as vultures. And I suppose in this case, that's not entirely unfair. There was so much interest in the story. Yes, always a bit ghoulish when the victim is so... Well, do I need to say it? The Jennifer Bell story, the Lisa Carter abduction, that girl in Texas who did beauty pageants. They never did figure out who killed her. Anyway, Clarissa's was a story like one of those. Not a new story, is what I'm saying. But people do like their reruns. I wish I had some grand, overarching theory of what draws people to crimes like that. I read somewhere that we're always looking for ways to face our most terrible fears without having to go through the trauma of experiencing them. Supposedly, women in particular think of themselves as learning something from stories of sexual assault and murder. You know, if you can understand how and why the crime was committed, you can find a way to avoid it happening to you. That's true, I'm sure, but it's not the whole truth. It doesn't explain why we only want to watch girls like Clarissa die. A lot of other crimes happen to a lot of other people. The vast majority of female murder victims are killed by their partners, not some boogeyman with a hunting knife. Nobody makes television specials about them. To be honest... I can't say I was any different at the time. I thought it was the story that would make my career. One can't help being drawn in when the circumstances are so cinematic. In the early days of the investigation, 
it seemed the case would be solved quickly. There were so few possible outcomes, given the circumstances, and I would be the one to report its unfolding and eventual denouement. I'd be the insider, the expert on a girl I knew nothing about until she was already gone. My name and lights, and so on. Time has a way of humbling even the grossest ambitions, doesn't it? That's all for now. Thank you for listening. Make sure you follow for next week's episode. And don't forget to listen to the full audiobook of Missing Clarissa on sale March 7th. See you next week.